Welcome to the Paragold Podcast. This is Jared Pickney, and I'm joined today by Green County Tech baseball coach Bruce Hunt. Coach Hunt, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. So, how long have you been baseball coach at Tech? I this is I'm starting my 36th year. 36th year. Wow, that's incredible. So, tell me, uh, I know a lot about you as far as a coach, and I, I was telling you before we started, I have friends that have played for you and spoke very highly of you, but. I don't know a lot of your personal story, so I'd love to start with maybe you telling me kind of where you came from and how you got to where you are today. Okay. Uh, grew up in Donovan, Missouri. Uh, I I was real fortunate to um, grow up in a small town. Uh, I was real fortunate, too, to have uh, parents that, that love sports. And uh, also, I grew up in a neighborhood where all the kids in my neighborhood, it was a, a, a small area but had a whole bunch of kids and and um, they were all athletically inclined so all summer long and uh, well not just in the summer but every season uh, we um, played football basketball mm-hmm. uh, baseball wiffle ball uh, we were outside all the time uh, back at in those days, uh, our parents, they just kind of shoved you out the door and you came mm-hmm. uh, back when, uh, you know, when the sun was going down. So, uh, you know, a little bit about a neighborhood because I, I think it helped influence me for in the um, sporting in sports was uh, the fact that uh, I had – three uh neighbors that were all quarterbacks for our high school football team uh had a uh one guy that uh had left our neighborhood but he uh was there for a while and he ended up uh playing college baseball and then he got an offer with the uh the st louis football cardinals to be able to play he signed a free agent contract with them and and but all the the my neighbors were all whether they were boys or boys or girls they were all athletic and and um it, it was a real special time for me and i, mm. I think that kind of shaped things mm-hmm. for me kind of shaped the uh, my love of sports yeah how good was your wiffle ball game oh the, i mean they were they were competitive we we had more than one wiffle ball field <laughs> uh we had and when we played uh whoever's feel we played on and we played by their rules and uh, yeah. so yeah there we had some knockdown drag outs and and uh, yeah i've been hit over the head <laughs> several times with a wiffle ball bat you know and, there's uh, official world wiffle ball rules did oh, you know that yes i well i, I kind of knew that i mean because uh, how big uh, it's big for i i've got a friend that i played uh college baseball with it has built a Really nice wiffle ball yeah, so that that mirrors um, Fenway Park. So you know, awesome, I've seen man. I've seen uh, some really nice uh, wiffle ball parks where people put a lot of a lot of money. Oh into man, it. Yeah, yeah, we did that whenever I was in high school, and you know I could never uh, curve a baseball, but I could really curve the wiffle ball pretty good, man. <laughs> I feel pretty good. And so you grew up um, around a lot of athletes, and so it's just there's a lot of nostalgia, I guess, just. A lot of great memories around sports growing up. Eventually, you graduate high school, I'm guessing, and then you go off to college. When you go to college, at that point, did you know you wanted to be a teacher, coach? Catch me up there. Well, yes. Uh, I 
I think at that time I uh, I went to Three Rivers Junior College. I, I played baseball there, and and I I kind of knew then I I was in the uh, wanted to be get into physical education, and uh, knew I wanted to get into education. My sister uh, was in education. Uh, I had some other uh, relatives that had been in education, so it was a kind of an easy fit. My father was an optometrist he hmm. he said that he wanted me to be an optometrist but he was also uh, a very good football player when he was in high school and, hmm. and loved sports and everything but he he thought money wise he was yeah, he, yeah. he was kind of steering me uh, towards uh, being a, an optometrist and he said I could always you know, coach in the summer and do things like that and fulfill that itch but I really felt like I wanted to uh, you know, be a little bit different, a little bit bigger time, I guess, than just coaching uh, on the the summer level. Yeah. So you eventually graduate. Did you go immediately to Green County Tech? Uh, yes, I, I did. Uh, how I got to Green County Tech. First of all, I, I went to Three Rivers, then I went to Arkansas State, uh, and – when it came time to do my student teaching, um, the schools in the area um, around Jonesboro, they were already filled up. And uh, I didn't know – I'd never heard of Green County Tech. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of Green County Tech High School. Uh, but I um, knew a coach there, and his name was Mike Holder. And I knew him, and that was my connection hmm. to Green County Tech. And so uh, I thought – and he was one of the, the uh, people that would be your supervising teacher if you student taught there. So I signed up for Green County Tech. And uh, now this is nothing against Coach Holder, but I got a just a phenomenal break, uh, in my opinion – Instead of being under Coach Holder, I was under a uh, phenomenal lady, uh, Mrs. Jennifer Arant, and uh, she was head of the physical, physical education department, and uh, she she had a lot to do with uh, growth as a teacher. Uh, she mentored me. She showed me. She was uh, teacher of the year in, in mm-hmm. Arkansas, wow. uh, physical education teacher of the year in Arkansas, uh, did things right, uh, showed me how to do things right as a teacher, uh, and and just so many other things, so many other personal growth uh, things that she helped with. And uh, she was real influential in my early career of me staying at Green County Tech and probably the fact that after I did my student teaching there to want to come back. Oh, wow. What are some there. of the biggest lessons you learned from her? Well, she uh, was a very strong disciplinarian, uh, very well organized, uh, a strong Christian uh, lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know the people that know her would say they'd be going yes, yes, yes to everything. And and she's mentored not just me; she's mentored a lot of different uh, young men and young uh, ladies that have come through there for doing their student teaching. And I was just lucky enough to to have her and and just and she, there's there 
not just me, but there would be people that have uh, that she has invested in. Uh, they'd be saying the same thing. Mm. I, I'm I'm just one of. I'm just lucky enough to be one of dozens that she that she helped out. Wow. So you finish your student teaching, and then you uh, you become a full time teacher coach. What year? Uh, 1986. 1986. Yeah. Coach Hunt, I was three. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I figured there was going to be something to that when I said that. That's awesome. So, uh, man, talk to me about just your journey. What, what has made you stick into coaching uh, for so long? Because it seems like I've known a lot of guys um, that I went to school with, and they graduate college, they go, they teach, and then eventually they're like, eh, you know, I want to get into administration. They they right. hop out of it. And so for you, what, what's what been the poor? What, what's, what's kind of kept you in coaching for so long? Well, I have uh, several coaching friends that have gone on to be um, – Top administrators at uh, Green County Tech and at other other places. And um, in 1996, I did get my master's hmm. in administration. So uh, with uh, our current superintendent and our current um, junior high principal, I I have never really had that pull of want. Here's what an administrator has to do. They have to work with young men and women, which is great, but then they have to discipline and kind of work with uh, fellow staff. And I, I really I don't think that's my strong suit at all to tell my peers how they need to do things. I, I've never felt comfortable with that. I'm fine with uh, the – young men and mm-hmm. women but mm-hmm. uh not really fellow teachers to and, and our staff mem- members and faculty and, and guiding them I don't, I don't think that would be my strong suit yeah what do you feel like has made you successful as a high school coach because you are successful i mean you've won state championships you've coached a lot of good teams it's like year in and year out tech produces good teams they're competitive every year so has that always been true? Is that something um, that just happened later? I mean, what what do you think think has been, yeah, the key to the success y'all have had? Well, um, you know, it's kind of a tough question because uh, I I don't really know uh, how to really answer that question. I, uh, I mean, because you have uh, you know I get the opportunity to work with. Uh, really quality kids. Uh, mm-hmm. There are ever since I've been here, I feel like these the type of kids we coach are are that uh, that they can. Uh, they're not great, and I tell our teams this: I we're, we're not great athletes or anything, but we we have good work ethic, and and that's a, and it's a testament to them. It's not any testament to me. It's a testament to them. That and that's been been the case before I got here, got to Green County Tech, and it's it's still the case that uh, you know we feel like we can take average athletes and go be mm-hmm. uh, better uh, and more athletic teams. Who are some of your athletes over the years that you've seen excel and maybe go the furthest with baseball or 
end up, whether it's going to a bigger school or making a career out of baseball for a while or pursuing it, are there any athletes that come to mind? Oh, yeah, there's a, there's a few. Uh, Brad Hayes uh, yeah. was a, the, a 12th round pick for uh, the Kansas City Royals. Uh, and was he a guy, by the way, when you saw him? I guess you saw him what, when he was a freshman, first time. Probably. Did yeah. you know oh, yeah. when yeah. you know I saw him a lot earlier in the freshman? Okay. I knew him a lot earlier. Okay. Than the Is he the guy? When you have guys like that, do you know early on like that's they're just different? Like God just touched them, or do some of these athletes bloom much later? Not really with with Brad. Uh, Brad was a, a, a unique uh, player that uh, he was not the prototypical home run hitter, but he said. What do you mean state. by that? Well, a guy that's bigger, stronger, okay. uh, uh, taller, uh, had more leverage. Uh, he was uh, a guy that uh, was a phenomenal hitter. Um, he set the state high school uh, home run record when he was um, – a senior. Wow. That was in 2000. He also had uh, Andy Runyon on that team, yeah. too. So, the, there was a – That a, was a high-power offense, wasn't it? Oh, yes. They they set – they had uh, several state records, and one of them was the uh, most home runs as a team in the state of Arkansas. So, that you know, that was a special year for uh, – as an offense. Um, Andy, uh, I'd like to prep him a little bit uh, – is that uh, the story on him is he came to us as a senior. Mm -hmm. And I've always said about Andy is that we needed a guy like Andy to come in because Andy had a little bit of edge <laughs> and we needed, and we needed that. And yeah. if you, if you know, Andy, you probably oh, I do know, know that. Andy, and yeah. we, and we, we needed that. And, um, we had a pretty good team, but when he, we didn't know how good we were. Uh, and we had had a drought too. We'd had a, a state tournament drought and, um, he was just what the doctor ordered when, and and that was in uh, when he came in two thousand, and um, and I kind of credit him, and I I've told him I said, hey, you kind of got everything. We were we were we struggled for a few years. You came, and then we've kind of been on a run ever since, mm. and um, and and a lot of it had to do with you know he changed to help change the mindset. And, well, and he ended up being a coach himself, and right. you know grew up in a a coach's home, right. And, yeah, it's just I, a little different mentality, right, in those kids. Yes, and I was uh, assistant coach, assistant football coach for his dad, and dad uh, just a phenomenal gentleman, and and uh, very, and he had the edge too, uh, like Andy. They, he yeah. gave Andy his, his yeah. edge and everything, and and uh, yeah, they were he. Uh, cared about people his dad cared about people and uh, you know a good guy to good guy to work for he took care of his coaches and and uh and he you know he was a strong disciplinarian and expected a you know a lot out of his kids and a lot out of his players yeah we went to um uh pip's funeral at pulaski academy and uh the the coach i can't think of his name i know he's kind of a celebrity coach or whatever they got Pulaski I mean because he's on Kevin Kelly yeah Kevin Kelly he got mm -hmm. up and spoke and you know told a story that'll I thought man was just like wow what a what a testimony to a guy's life but he said after all these years of coaching you know 
he said that Pip came to him and he applied for the assistant coach job. And he said, I know what you're thinking. You're probably nervous because here's a guy who's been a head coach for all these years. He's going to come in. And I just want you to know that I want to be the assistant coach for you that I always wanted for myself. And yeah. I thought, man, that's a yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a great sign of humility, great sign of servant leadership. So um, yeah, has your philosophy and your approach to the game changed at all over the years? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was a younger coach, uh, I would say um, more about wins and losses. Uh, kind of thought that that might be important to keep your job. Um, more with – uh, my interaction with the kids was more like uh, I would think more along the lines to teach them as much about baseball as I could. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know really when it changed. I can't say that it's it, – but but thankfully, it's, I think it's been a while. I mean, mm-hmm. it, but as an early coach, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of make sure you are – you know, going to later be a good husband and, mm-hmm. and things like that, and that that's changed uh, I, now. And I and I've told our teams I, I don't uh, chase wins and losses anymore, mm-hmm. but we it's important to us to play you know at a high level and and do the best that we can. But it's a lot more important now for um, me to do the things to make these guys quality young men, uh, hopefully better better husbands, hopefully mm-hmm. uh, better sons, mm-hmm. um, hopefully better brothers, mm-hmm. uh, uh, hopefully better servant leaders, mm-hmm. um, just, you know, on and on. The, the, and uh, that's that's more important, and, and we – talk about that in our program and that's that's important for us we talk about servant leadership and mm-hmm. we talk about being a good teammate uh, and those things are right now are what's more important to me than what you know what it what it used to be when I when I was younger when I, going back and thinking uh, as a young coach and and uh, the things that uh i left out of our program it's kind of embarrassing to just to say uh you know your thought process was um hey you know try to win as many games as possible try to teach uh these kids try to give them as much knowledge as you can with really no thought of you know internal yeah um perspective and and uh but now it's uh, i mean you know, it's been that way for a while, but I, and thank goodness it it changed for me. Absolutely, I, it's good for me to hear that, and good for others because you know you're saying that as a guy who has probably lost a lot of games and you won a lot of games, and you including the big games, right, like the championship games. And for you now to be able to sit back after 36 years and say, I'll tell you, like what matters most is not the wins and losses, but it's pouring into these kids. Like you can say that with credibility because you've been on all sides of it, mm-hmm. and you're saying, I'm telling you, like this is this is where fulfillment is found. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in, in pursuing your job with this mindset. I'm curious, what are some of your um, best memories, moments from coaching over the last 36 years? Any that jump out to you? Um, well, I had the opportunity uh, to coach with a, a gentleman, a Christian gentleman named Orland Crail. Yeah. And um, 
that was a, that that was a highlight. It it came about. Um, I was in his Sunday school class, and um, mm. he asked me, um, and I'd just gotten into his Sunday school class, didn't know Orlin, um, and just had started going and uh, to East Side. Uh, several years ago, but just had started going to Eastside and met Orland. Mm -hmm. And he asked me, he said, do you need any help? And um, I didn't really say a whole lot to him about it or anything, you know, but somebody, uh, I think it was Mark Miller, he told me, he said, now he's serious. Mm -hmm. He'll help you if you you want some help, you know, just just say yes. And... um, didn't know what I was really getting into. I just I, I said, well, yeah, Orland, if you'd like to come out, come on out. I thought it'd be short term. I think he was uh, somewhere around 70 at the time. And um, I thought that, you know, he may stay a season. He may stay a few weeks. I, did, I didn't really know because I, 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 I was just kind of getting into the relationship with him as far as is he was my new Sunday school teacher too, and and um, but um, just being around him and and uh, kind of gleaning things from him and his knowledge was uh, something that uh, that I'll always cherish. And and uh, how to conduct yourself, uh, how to conduct yourself as a a Christian gentleman, and uh, mm-hmm. you know I fall real short of that. Now I would uh, if people listening out here think that I'm any way, shape, or form think uh, that I'm any level of Orland Crail. No, not at all. But that he was a good model. He would be somebody that you could model your life around. The whole field and, was named and, after him, right? Yes. Why do you think that was? Um, Why did you think that was appropriate? That it's appropriate because of his love for kids mm-hmm. and the the values that he tried to instill in his kids. Easy, easy choice, uh, and it wasn't didn't come from didn't come from our school, didn't come from me or anything. That came from the community. That's that awesome. was uh, and uh, that was from Paraguay the baseball that uh, wanted to do that because of all the uh, time and effort, and he he had. Uh, been part of baseball for uh, many, many years before uh, he came associated with Green County Tech. Green County Tech is just a small portion of what he has done for the baseball community here. But when you say baseball, he's done things for uh, you know every his church and oh, yeah. a variety of churches and a variety of people and everybody that he's around he's touched their lives and in a positive manner yeah he helped break in a glove that i i bought one yeah. time I said, you need to bring that over here and let me fix that up for right. you what i love about orland is he's a great example you know a lot of people want to have a big impact in the world and we think that we have to do like these big like grandiose whatever things and orland had a big impact in the world around him, but it was just oftentimes unseen, but just kind of ordinary acts, doing the right thing, even when no one's looking over and over and over in kind of non-glamorous ways, and over time it made a massive impact. Right. He's a great example of that. Um, What would you say, I'd like to hear you maybe speaking of this, what makes a good teammate um, or what makes a good like when you think about some of the teams you've had, some of the players you've had, what's someone that you're like, man, like, how about to clone that type of a kid? 
Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I think, first of all, the if the player would think about his teammates before he thought about himself. And uh, when he has an opportunity to help them anyway, we kind of like our seniors to give back to the program. That's kind of one of the things we ask them to do. You, you, we, you've kind of taken from the program. Now you're a senior. Want you know? Use this year to give back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about being a servant leader, mm-hmm. uh, and that's a foreign uh, quote or foreign uh, to a lot of players. They, yeah, that yeah, that yeah. word that they they don't understand it, and uh, it's kind of tough to get through to them. We have a player evaluation. It's a self-evaluation, but one of the questions is, is who on this team do you think is a servant uh, leader? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, obviously we want a bunch of names on there. Uh, some years we get, you know, a lot more than others. But uh, the um, as far as being a good teammate is the, the, the number one thing would be, would you um, – do something for somebody else before you would do it for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, that, I mean, that's kind of the mark of what a teammate is. Yeah. And we want these guys to, to understand that uh, last year, for instance, last year um, we had seniors that lost their season. And um, – we know that uh, they would love to come back and be able to play their senior year. Sometimes uh, current players take that for granted. We encourage them to make sure that they're making memories, not just playing baseball with these guys, but making memories with them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're. I told them the other day. I said. A bus ride, you know, a lot of you guys sometimes, because we don't make them ride home. On, we make them ride to the game, but we don't make them ride home. But I said, I kind of encourage you guys to do that because 10 years from now, you'd give a, a lot of money to have a just to have a bus ride with your Absolutely, with your man. with your teammates and uh and I told him I said I, I mentioned one of our players from last year, one of our seniors. I said, call him up. Ask him how much he would give to have one more bus ride with his teammates that he that he missed out, you know, a whole senior year with. Yeah, yeah. What are some of the life lessons uh, that baseball can teach us, or maybe it's taught you when you think about the game, whether from a player standpoint or coach's standpoint? Well, baseball is. Um, there's a lot of different things that I've been able to to see and uh, be a part of because of baseball. Um, you know, your your work ethic. Um, your you have to be a um, a good teammate because of all the different things that are involved mm-hmm. in baseball. Um, it can't be a you know, you can have a dominant pitcher, and that really helps. But if you can have a dominant pitcher with no catcher, and I've actually seen that. We beat a team that we got no hit and won six to 
one. We got no hit because the catcher couldn't <laughs> catch the third strike. And this is, I mean, this high school baseball game. Golly, can you imagine so, being that pitcher? Right, yes. you got to be and, kidding uh, me. And um, you have, you know, I mean, it teaches you, baseball teaches you to work together. It teaches you that uh, you have to rely on other people. Uh, it teaches you uh, that because um, you've heard that saying that hitting a baseball is the – the hardest thing in sports. Oh yeah, it uh, teaches you how to um, handle failure. It teaches you how to uh, not be too high and not be too low on a daily basis. It try- teaches you to, if you want to be successful, to be be on an even keel. Yeah. Um, you talking about handling the failure? It's uh, interesting you said that because, I, and I think this is why coaches are so important to be there to not just like coach the fundamentals of baseball, but how to handle failure. You know, when I was in ninth grade, I remember um, playing baseball and I quit out of a fear of failure because I remember striking out bases loaded, you know, we're down by one run and I felt so bad about it. And I never, at that time, I didn't have a coach or anybody come and talk to me about it. No one, you know, saw me holding my head down and be like, Hey dude, it happens. And I remember just feeling like I let my team down. I let my coach down and I thought, you know what, the way I can keep from doing that ever again is just not playing. And I regret that. Um, But I just think, man, you, you have a a good coach who's there. Like, and like you said, that cares not just about the wins and the losses because you care about the wins and losses. As soon as that kid strikes out, bases loaded, you're hanging your head down too. And you're turning your back on that kid. Like you let us all down. (laughs) Right. Uh, And so, I mean, but if you, but if you, I think genuinely, not that you don't get upset, right? Especially if you're striking out looking or whatever, yeah. but we're going to continue to fail in different ways all through life, right? We're not going to get mm-hmm. it perfect. And so I think it's so important to have coaches like you and others who recognize that baseball can teach you, like, hey, failure doesn't have to define you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I hear you saying. Yes. Well, and to, I, I want to say this, that, uh, you know, as a coach, and it's easier for me to say that, uh, you know, that this is what our program does. Sure. But this is what our program tries to do. Totally. And I can tell you that this is what I believe in and strive for. I fail at it totally. daily. Because I'm sure there's kids listening to this podcast <laughs> saying, he wasn't there. That wasn't <laughs> yeah. how he was with me. Yeah. He never helped me. Sure, but yeah. but um, you try to reach but as many as you yeah. can. It and uh, it is it is the aim. And and um, it's not when when I say that because um, I I will tell our booster club about I'm not concerned about wins and losses mm-hmm. anymore. That's not the that's not the goal. It's about but it is about trying to play at the highest Absolutely. level you can. Play to the best and, of your ability. Yes. Yeah. And that's because you can because we've had teams that uh will hover around five hundred that gave it everything. And we've also had teams that were highly successful and at times maybe you know, the number one rank number one at the end, we get popped early. They didn't get, they didn't reach their potential. And you, you have both. So if you, if it's all about, uh, and you could schedule teams, uh, you know, where you could have a big one loss record and, and, uh, you know, beat your chest, but it's not, that's not what it's all about. Right. And, 
it's uh, now I, I don't now some of the losses I'll remember a lot more than the wins, mm-hmm. but uh, but as far as that being the goal and at Absolutely. the end of, at the end of the year it doesn't you don't because I ask these kids you know about if you don't you know you, about the wins and losses I said I'll ask a senior I said what was your record when you guys were a sophomore what was what was our one loss record you know they know their batting average <laughs> but they don't remember you know they most most of the time they don't they kind of freeze up coach ask me they, how many rbis i had yeah but they don't they uh, they don't remember that and uh, it's not that's not important in the long run totally now and it might sound like okay well you must be a you know, a, a coach that doesn't win very many games, and you're trying, the guy you're, that you're trying to convince yeah. your 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 booster club and parents and everything. It's but, not a, yeah. but it's it's just um, just now you do know. win, and you can still say that. Yeah. Well, we'll end here. Um, I'd like to hear from you. Um, what's something that you hope that your players remember you for? I think that uh, that I cared about their growth. Uh, as a as a to be a quality human being, uh, as much as I did about whether they were a good baseball player or not, and um, hopefully that uh, years down the road that uh, you know they'll remember that that I did have some type of positive influence on their on their life, and uh, that didn't have anything to do with with baseball. Yeah, excellent. Well. I'm so glad you made time to come on during such a busy season. You're right in the middle of the baseball season, and so um, our city is so blessed to have you. And um, I've really enjoyed getting to finally, I guess, formally meet you and sit down and, and chat. So we'll have to hopefully do it again sometime in the future. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. So that was Coach Bruce Hunt. Man, 36 years of coaching baseball. Can you imagine, Bill, doing anything for 36 years? No. Um, we I'm were, 32. Yeah, he's been coaching longer than you've been alive. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were talking after the podcast. Uh, you'd walked out of the room, but, um, you know, I'd asked him a question at one point about, hey, what are the – who's some of the greatest players that you've coached? And, and I think we mentioned one and we moved on in the recording, but he had so many other – names that he was able to come up with of just great players that he's coached and then I think at another point we talked about hey what are some of your greatest moments or memories I think it's one of the questions I asked and he was sharing um, how you know there was a time where he went to a coaching clinic and he you know found this former player that now coaches at another school and they talked to baseball and then at the break during this clinic um, he got a call from another former player who was like hey can you write me a letter of recommendation for the police academy and then like right after he left the clinic he went to this wedding for another former baseball player and all the other like you know former teammates were there and they were like reminiscing and, and I just like man that sums up um, a man who really is about what he said he's about uh, of like he doesn't just want to teach kids the game of baseball but he, he wants them to be you know men who end up being kind of outstanding you know uh, uh, citizens and have great character and really just are successful in life and so Coach Hunt, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for your contribution, um, not just to the game of baseball and the life of these kids, but really uh, to our city and beyond. Hey, as always, uh, thanks for listening. Um, If you have not already subscribed to our email list, please do that. Um, If you can, also give us a like on iTunes. That helps people 
find our podcast and learn more about the great city of Paragold. Also, we're on all the social media platforms. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And so be sure and check us out there. Until next time.